business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. This is the RV on Money Show. Thanks so much for joining me. And this is our second Zoom show. I must say I'm quite surprised how quickly one gets used to it. You get into the flow. You know, you start looking at people on the Zoom meeting. You see them sitting in their homes, dressed casually. And you realize that there's something bigger than the externality of getting dressed, going to the office, being present. It's about the underlying current of just getting things done. And I think that's exactly what we've seen over the last six or seven weeks is that there has been no pause. Things have continued. There has unfortunately been a tremendous amount of pain for a lot of people who have lost jobs, whose salaries have been cut, who's got a huge amount of uncertainty. But one thing that we do know is that we will come through this and there will be unfortunately a terrible fallout. But we need to keep things together. We need to keep looking forward because ultimately these things do pass. It's how we deal with them in the, in the short time, in the short term. So I thought maybe the best thing to do right now is to look for certainty. And the place that we go to for certainty when it comes to our money is usually the bank because there we can get a fixed rate. We can almost get a guarantee. Market fluctuation doesn't really come into it. Um, the window of the reserve bank as it opens and closes and changes the repo rate. That is something we need to deal with. But on the whole, we can really have a, a sense of comfort that our money is going to sit, attract interest. We know exactly what the fees are, and we've got some certainty. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome Daryl Bennett from Sasfin. Daryl, welcome to Chaim Fan. Daryl, I can see Thank you. Thank you, Avi. Thank you very much. And just to <laughs> add to what you were saying earlier yes. is that everybody sitting in their homes, I suppose the important thing is that we get up, we dress up, and we show up. So now we're all showing up on these Zoom meetings, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Daryl, let me ask you maybe a broad brushstrokes. Take us through the last couple of weeks, how you've seen it from the bank's point of view, from Sassman Bank's point of view, what you feel people should be doing at this point in time. You know, really, let's just talk about the environment that we're sitting in. Okay, so I think one of the big words that's been bandied about uh, in the last few weeks is pivot. I've heard that word mentioned many times in a lot of meetings and speaking to a lot of people. And that's exactly what we've done at Sassfin. We've, we have pivoted in a sense that everybody is working from home. The staff are all working from home. We're fully operational. We even have IT support if we need it from their homes. And it's quite fantastic that the technology has allowed us to continue operating in this digital world in times like this. I'm not sure if we were able to do this four or five years ago. You know, Avi, when I was at the office and I'm with Sassman Wealth in uh, Melrose Arch, just to let you know, there are three pillars to the bank. It's Sassman, okay. it's the banking, it's capital and wealth. You know, when you would go to work and, and, and boot up the computer, we were too busy shutting down the Zoom program and minimizing the teams and wondering what are all these programs they're putting on our computers. 
And, and here it is that we're using it and we're able to plug in and we're able to stay close to our clients and, and function as if we were working in our offices. It, it is so true. I just see how my home has been transformed. I've got a daughter in matric. Everything happens. 8 or 30 in the morning, the day starts. Um, my wife's a teacher. Um, I've actually had to move out of home and work from somewhere else because she sits in the, in the study and teaches most of the day. Um, you know, so I just gave that priority. Yes, and you're absolutely right. But Dodo, we need to run to the shops quickly. Let's take a quick ad break and uh, hang on the line. We'll be back with you shortly. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to 101.9 Hi FM. On the line with me is Daryl Bennett from Sesfin. Daryl, can you hear me clearly? Yes, Darryl I can, Avi. Great. Daryl, let's jump straight into it. We had a nice introduction, really just felt out where we stood and we applauded the technology and how far we've, how far we've come. But the issue right now is people are sitting with uncertainty. And when people are sitting with uncertainty, it creates a tremendous amount of anxiety. And they start going on and looking at the electronic statements twice a day. They start going on to all the different um, websites that show, show the market movements. And there's a tremendous amount of panic that happens. If someone is sitting with money right now, and let's say they've got it in a, in a unit trust, in a flexible investment, and they're sitting and they're panicking, what would your advice be to them? Okay, that's a very good question. And it's another word. I said earlier, I've, I've heard the word pivot mentioned a few times. And, and right. what I'm also hearing a lot of is the word uncertainty. And as you know, being in the, in the financial services industry, there's always uncertainty. There's been uncertainty since the, the since the time dot. So it's just, however, raised at the moment because of the media. You know, if it bleeds, it leads, and the media has jumped onto this um, COVID. And I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not uh, minimising the uh, the seriousness of the um, virus, but there always will be uncertainty. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. So the the best advice I can um, dispense is to stay close to your clients and speak to them and take them back to the plan. Take them back to the beginning and just reestablish what their goals are. You know, it's more about the planning than the plan at times like these and to just talk them through it and to perhaps have a look at their budget. I've spoken to a lot of people where, interestingly enough, a lot of people's expenses have come down. People aren't driving that much, so the petrol bill has come down. Uh, you know, and, and if, if, if they are struggling with, with expenses, it's a good time to sit and just go through the budget. Go through it and see and ask yourself, um, when we come out of this COVID, what do we want to go back to and what don't we want to go back to? What are the habits we want to change and what are the spending patterns we want to change and, and where are we going to change them? And it's a good time to reflect and to see what we really need, okay, as um, all this will tie into a person's uh, investment in the portfolio thereof. And, you know, if, 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 if they're sitting in equities, the equity markets have recovered a lot, although there's still this uncertainty that there could be another dip because it seems as if it's too good to be true. And I was just listening to an, another um, Zoom meeting where it's very interesting if you look at Europe going into summer, the southern states of Europe, Portugal, 
Brazil, Portugal, Italy, um, Greece, Spain, rely on the tourist industry, heavily rely on the tourist industry. There's not going to be any tourist industry. That is like a bad crop. You know, it's, it's just, it's not going to happen. So, you know, they could, the markets could get jittery. So at the end of the day, just, just be cautious. Don't make any changes with your investments. Sit tight and just wait to come out of this um, uh, COVID stage. And we will come out of it. Everything passes. And to try and not panic and just keep a cool head. Daryl, what I'm hearing you say is that the bottom has not fallen out of South Africa, Inc. South Africa as a company hasn't imploded. It's not going to get wiped off the face of the map. And it might be going through trials and tribulations, but the underlying fundamentals are still there and your assets are still, still have value and they, they invested in growing um, assets that will keep their value. Am I right in saying that? No, you're 100% right. And you know, we've got no control of where the RAND goes, even in South Africa. There's smarter people than you and I. Uh, in, in foreign parts of the world who know more about South Africa than you and I and the currencies. And, you know, we're a resilient bunch. South Africans are resilient and we, we seem to, um, always come out of these challenges. I just hope Ramaphosa, um, gets the support from the, the different factions within the ANC and the other parties because this is a time that everybody needs to get behind our leader. And I just hope he does the right things as far as policy is concerned. And there's huge opportunities in South Africa. You know, the world, there's, there's a lot of other emerging markets that could be perceived as the bad boys in the emerging markets. And South Africa is not one of them. It might be a Brazil, it might be a Russia, but it's not South Africa. Well, we, we definitely have a lot going for us. Um, just a quick comment on the Reserve Bank um, movement of the interest rate, the repo rate that came down. What's your, what is your feeling on that? Okay, so there's the MPC meets every two months, and I think they're meeting next week. They met last in March. They did a special um, uh, 100 basis points they cut uh, just after the Easter weekend, and there's the consensus in the market is that we're in line for another uh, cut in interest rates. It could be anything from 50 basis points to 100 basis points. This is great for people who have got debt. And if their cash flows, if their cash flows aren't affected, if they say putting 8,000 rand into a mortgage bond or for debit order and it drops to seven and a half thousand, then my advice is to keep putting that 8,000. In fact, top it up if you can and bring your debt, the, the, the period of the, of, of, of the debt a lot shorter. Unfortunately, it's not so good for savers because savers are relying on interest and that is um, going to eat into their interest that they're going to get. So it's going to be quite tough. It's a bit of a balancing act. we just got to see uh, what the Reserve Bank is going to do. But one can expect another rate cut. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody begs and hopes for them, um, for the, everybody who is carrying debt. But there is another side to it that, a lot of portfolios have now been moved to cash or near cash. And the moment the repo rate comes down, that really affects you. And what that does, it also it corrodes the, the advantage you would have of the fixed income over the risk you're taking the market with a little bit of equities because, you know, it's no longer that big. And the greater the difference between the risk you could get on equities 
and the certainty you can get on interest makes it a little bit more uh, exciting if one can know what you're getting. But if it keeps coming down, it's a moving goalpost. So it's a bit of a challenge. But, Daryl, I think we need to run to the shops uh, again. We need to take a quick ad break. Let's take the ad break. And when we come back, let's discuss specifically Sassman Bank, how it's made up, what it has to offer the client, and how they, you know, what they're offering their, their clients at this point in time during COVID. Let's take a quick break. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's just gone 20 minutes past 12. We laugh, we not laugh, the adverts. Um, it's just amazing how quickly we've adapted. The first time I did it, I've done a lot of Zoom meetings, but I've been invited to them, and I simply clicked on and I listened. But when I had to do my own, I quickly called my wife and I said, help me set this up. And it's just amazing how it becomes second nature. We just get used to things. Yeah, no, absolutely, Avi, and you're doing a great job there on, <laughs> on the controls. And uh, listen, there's nothing, there's nothing like a face-to-face meeting, but, you know, I guess you've got to take what you can get in, in times like this, and at least one can stay connected using this technology. You know, just to let our listeners know that I think face-to-face from a financial service point of view is still a way off. I just got an email a little bit earlier on to say, that if a client does want to see us face-to-face, the amount of protocol and paperwork and protection that one needs to go through, you know, I think it's much, it's easier to get a client set up with a computer and, and do it this way rather than, than go through all those risks. But you know, let's come back to Sassman Bank. It's, it's a bank with a, a very, very rich history that goes all the way back to a family business that sort of morphed into the banking business. Um, you know, I remember dealing with Sassman Bank when it was a, a small boutique bank in very modest offices in, in Norwood, um, looking to get any business that could, that could get its hands on small business. And then, you know, it grew under superb management and clear direction. Can you paint us a picture of the three different areas that Sassman Bank is today? And watch each area offers the client. Okay, so Sassman Bank is made up of three silos, if I could call it, or three main pillars. Uh, one of them is banking, one of them is capital, and the third one is wealth. So I sit in the wealth silo, um, and, you know, if people think of Sassman Wealth and they think of the wealth side within the bank, it was the old Frankel Pollock Securities. Um, which uh, the stockbroking firm. But Michael has taken a view that he wants to expand the wealth aspect in the bank, and we now offer asset management. We've got a whole uh, um, uh, list of uh, unit trusts that uh, are managed by portfolio managers within SASFIN Asset Management. We do asset consulting in the pension fund space, and we do um, wealth management, portfolio management, wealth advisory, financial planning. We've also got a fixed income business that um, can provide trades for institutional clients in the uh, fixed income space, the bonds, which is the flavor of the month, by the way, because people just going back to the yield uh, that they're not really receiving in cash. We are getting them in our flexible, Sassfin's flexible income fund, which uh, won a few raging bull awards. So it's it's right up there. And if one is searching for yields, that's where they can look for that. So that's pretty much on the wealth side. 
The banking side, they also migrating. Sassman Bank is not a traditional bank, Avi. So you're not going to go into a retail. They're not a retail bank, I should say. Right. You're not going to go into a branch like you would a standard bank or uh, one of the big five banks. Um, they um, going into the digital space, and we can onboard clients. There's transactional banking. There's business banking. In fact, I spoke to a client yesterday who was interested in opening an account where I put him on to uh, somebody within transactional banking, copied me in the mail. We can onboard the client all digitally, all sitting in the comfort of our own homes. Um, we use DocuSign for digital signatures. So we can open accounts all seamlessly through uh, technology. Um, they, On the lending side, they do capital equipment finance. They do trade and debt finance. They... Um, one of the first securitized notes in the country came out of Sassfin, um, which ties into the rental agreements that a lot of companies have with office automation. So they, you're not going to go to Sassfin Bank for a mortgage bond for a property or not yet. Maybe it will, it will change to that going forward. Um, and you're not going to go to Sassfin Bank to get finance for your motor vehicle. Um, and then on the capital side, they we've got a property portfolio within Sassman Capital, and they're establishing a private equity arm within Capital, and they are involved with all sorts of things. But as I say, it's not really my silo to comment on the details within what's going down with Sassman Capital. I hope that helps. Absolutely does. And, and, and suffice it to say, it's a broad ranging bank with, that offers a huge amount of value to customers. It's not a retail bank as such, but if you are in business and if you're someone who has money and you have an international footprint, this is the bank to come to. Avi, if I can just add something, thank you for that. As far as our offshore offering is concerned, yes. and David Shapiro, who's the doyen at Sassfin, um, took a view many years ago that that we should um, get involved in getting an offshore footprint. It's got no indication or it's no indictment on South Africa and what's happening here from a negative point of view. It's just that we felt that the best companies in the world aren't on our market anymore. So we partner with UBS, which is the biggest bank in the world, and it's as if we have an office in uh, – it's like having an office in Zurich or Geneva or now Johannesburg, Cape Town – and it's and and the portfolio managers have got all the technology and the equipment to do the trades, and it works fantastically. And it really is becoming a global bank. And you know, Michael treads cautiously and slowly. And I'm sure in the fullness of time, there's you've got to watch the space. Fantastic. For those who don't know, Michael Sassoon is the CEO of Sassman Bank. Am I correct? Correct. Correct. Right. Daryl, we're out of time. Safira, thank you for joining us. Thanks for putting it together and uh, everything of the best. And hopefully we'll have a coffee in your offices one of these days. I look forward to it. Thank you, Avi.